You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one thirty your host. I am Jeremy. I don't have any AKAs. I'm too sick for all that shit. So I'll throw it to my friends and my co-hosts. Fuck wintertime. Okay? I could tell, Listen. like, if, first of all, we've been off. Sorry about that. But as you can, t- if you have, can't tell, you're going to tell we've been under the weather. Like, Listen. goddamn. Uh, but it's not coronavirus, so at least we got that going for us, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm Candace. I don't have any AKAs. It's good to be back. We're going to try to bring the funny to y'all, especially uh, amongst the news that has broken today. I'm bring Beyonce in. I've missed uh, being able to cut up with my friends. It's been yes. too long. Um, so come on in here, Curtis. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Read. I'm Kid Fury. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the professional lands voice, no kid? <laughs> I got to yes. work on my Kid Fury. Uh, I can't do it while I'm sick. Listen, the flu tried to take your favorite bitch out, okay? I was like, I was out of there last week. I didn't realize y'all was sick because I was just... Like it's, it's, yeah, just for me, it's been from the traveling back and forth into the different weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, white people is mm. they nasty. Mm. I'm not finna hold my yeah. tongue. Y'all like to fly sick, y'all like to take y'all motherfucking shoes off and walk up and down the plane. Ooh. Mm. Listen, let me tell you something. Before we get into it, let me tell you something. I just got back from New York this morning. Um, and Two things. Delta, I don't have a dick, but if I did, suck it. <laughs> These motherfuckers, first of all, y'all offer basic economy fares like all the other airlines, but you motherfuckers don't look at the ages of the passengers when you are booking the seating arrangements. Why, when I checked in for the flight yesterday, these motherfuckers had London sitting by her goddamn self? What? She, she too. They oh, had no. London sitting separate from me, Mike, and my mama. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I called the lady. I said, is everything okay over there at Delta? Because every other airline I have flown that offers basic economy, when they see that there's a minor on a ticket, they instantly make sure that minor is placed by an adult that's on that's be, that's booking. So how the fuck the lady talking about, well, I say, don't give me no well. Y'all, you know, that's stupid. And I ain't even mad at you, lady. I ain't even take it out on her. But I'm like, could you please make a note that whoever does y'all programming and all of that, they need to straighten that out because that's fucking stupid. It's no way you saw a birth date of 2017 and said, let me sit her by herself. Uh, Right. Also, a white lady was using the plane bathroom. She got up with no shoes on and went in the plane bathroom. Oh, bitch, what, what in the Resident Evil hell? Bitch, you oh, got it gets worse. Virus. She had this, like, blow-up pillow, and she took the pillow, 
put it on the little air vent on the plane so that it mostly blew up. Do you know that that nasty bitch blew that pillow up the rest of the way with her mouth? See, white people are disease. I just... Y'all is who deserve coronavirus. Anyways, Ooh, fuck y'all. My... I'm glad to be back. My... We got... <laughs> Sorry, my pearls are still clutched. You did what on the <laughs> Yes. Girl, do you... What? Yes. I don't like that at all. I don't like... I didn't like that at all. I did not... <laughs> you got Invader Zim on the bottom of your feet, girl. Like, no. Yes. <laughs> We're not doing that. Yes. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No ham. No spam. Okay. Um... Yeah. <laughs> so let's get some, <laughs> let's get some announcements out the way real quick before uh, we start the show. So um, first up, the live show is officially canceled. But if you were planning on coming to Atlanta that weekend, me and Candace will still be there. Um, Jeremy lives there allegedly, and yeah. some other people. So you know, if you already bought airfare and all that kind of stuff, then you you know you can still come through and chop it up like. Yeah, we still gonna hang out. And let me make we did not want to cancel the live show, but what I want our listeners to keep in mind when they think of us is that we are not a big network yet. I'm saying yet, I'm speaking that into existence. We are still a very new network. We are not in a position to take losses financially because all of the financials fall on primarily Curtis and I, and that's no, that's not no shade or nothing, but we're not in a position to take a thousand dollar loss because we work hard to keep the network running smoothly. So if you were looking forward to seeing us still come see us, we are funny in general, not just when it comes to reality TV, um and you'll have a good time you'll get some laughs we're gonna eat some food because you know how we like to we like to eat you yeah. gonna have some drinks and we're gonna chill but we had to make a business decision if it was a personal decision we would have moved forward but business-wise we were not willing to take a financial loss on an already new network mm-hmm. because that's money that could be better spent feeding it growing the network some more building our engagement so there's no no slight to our followers. We not counting y'all pockets. We not, you know, don't want you to feel guilty, but we just had to make the final decision on that. And we are going to try to have, an, uh, we're going to attempt a live show again, but moving forward, we're going to work on engagement, continuously building a network, bringing in more great shows, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So just understand where we're coming from. We like to be transparent about the things that we do. And it just did not make sense for us to take a financial loss when we could feed that money back into the network and growing it. So if you like her to say, if you are coming, please still come. I'm going to be there. I, I know that Mike is probably still coming. Mama White Diamonds is still coming. Um, and Curtis will be there and you know so on and so forth um but moving forward you know the next time we try to do a live show you know we want to get the ticket so quickly because not not to i love y'all dearly but it's not a live show if it's six people 
it, it's it's us chilling and yeah. we can chill um for free but not at the yeah we could chill for free but not at the expense yeah. of planning a big live show so. yeah and i th- you know i think it's, it's fair to say that you know not every event is in a position to have the luxury of people waiting until the last minute to get their tickets like i get it trust me i do but like candace said with us being a smaller operation we don't have the luxury of still putting something on and hoping you know that we'll we would have gotten where we wanted to be at the last minute. Like, you know, it was just too much money riding on, on it. So, um, and we'll, we'll still have a, a network and ratchet ramblings first, because I would imagine we'll still end up recording all together for the first time. Um, yeah. Cause I don't know if y'all real, I don't know if a lot of y'all, maybe some of y'all are new. Y'all don't realize like we all live in different locations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when we record, we on the call just like you on the call with anybody else. And we just happen to be funny as fuck while we on the call. Um, but we'll be able to do that in person for the first time in Atlanta. Me and Candace were able to do it for Thanksgiving. So we still have stuff coming, but I uh, I just second everything that Candace said. Moving on from that, um, shout out to Dada B and their latest review on Apple Podcasts. Go check that out. And last but not least, I don't want to spend a lot of time because it's breaking news and there's a lot of misinformation going on. But um, it has been confirmed that Kobe Bryant has passed away. He and his oldest daughter, I believe, in a helicopter crash in Calabasas. So we just want to say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, um, his daughter, Gianna. Um, light and love and prayers and whatever they need to the rest of his family and the the world that's mourning a basketball great. He was not a perfect person. We acknowledge that, but that does not mean that he does not deserve to be mourned after having passed in such a tragic and abrupt way. Especially, you know, with his child in tow, and being um, so young, because he's he's only so, a few years 41. older than us. Yeah, he was 41. Gianna was 13. There was another parent and player on yes. the helicopter and the pilot. And the pilot. And we so we send, you know, so much love and light to all families of the victims. That's why we're going to try to be funny today, because we all could use yeah. a laugh. It's, we, it's... we could use this. 2020 has been heavy between everybody being sick as hell. And then we got people all, you know, already passing away. Unfortunately, you know, it yeah. really has put me in a in the mindset of of how I felt when when Aaliyah passed away. So yeah, we're gonna try to bring the fun. I mean, it was Bozari going on, so I don't think we'll have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll be hard. I just know, you know, my. 2019 2019 ended tough for mike and i 2020 Mm -hmm. started tough um but let this be a reminder to try to live your best life and i that's uh, that's easier said than done at times but 10 minutes from now might not be promised so take a moment to yourself be kind to yourself don't be so hard on yourself. Enjoy ratchetry with us. Yeah. Cause that, you know, that's what we here for. 
And even in like some of the toughest moments, like for example, um, after Mike's dad passed, one of the things I listened to the, um, the shade volume three selections of shade volume three multiple times because it was so fucking funny and it gave Mike and I a chance to laugh. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So whether, you know, whether you listen all the time or not, Take take some time and listen to some of the shows and, and get a smile on your face and, and think about how ridiculous we truly are on this damn show. <laughs> and, you <laughs> know... where else you gonna go and get shit like QVT? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, An Aussie bum. You know what I'm saying? That's, it. That's prime material. I was hollering when I listened back. Even to... Even the awards part was funny. <laughs> I had to take some clips from that for the next <laughs> for the next compilation. <laughs> so you know, and and uh, I think the good thing also, a lot of people have been saying it. You don't have to watch the shows to enjoy the show, to enjoy this no. show. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that, like I don't watch them or I don't watch them regularly, but. You know, I think we do a pretty good, good, pretty good job with our commentary and our jokes. Cause like yeah. Candace said, like where else you gonna hear me say a nigga got six kids and he swallowing them too? Like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> wild in mouth. <laughs> Let me tell you, since we here, we we gonna give y'all a little pop culture. First of all, this is a podcast that stands Beyonce, Giselle knows carter and homecoming has won a grammy already for best music film or something <laughs> of that sort so hallelujah because we know how the grammys like to shade beyonce down yes and i would have been really pissed because there's nobody else who put together something as beautiful as homecoming so congratulations to beyonce um I wish that we could blame CTE for Orlando Brown. Unfortunately, we just got to blame it on crack. Yeah. He said that <laughs> him, <laughs> him, 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 you can barely get it out. Because who the fuck saw it coming? <laughs> Who asked like in a million years? Why would you volunteer that information to anybody? And he's it's so nonchalant, like, yeah, he sucked my dick, huh? <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> and, kept, and then moved on and then start talking about other shit. Like, no, bring it back. Bring it back. And then here come Nick Cannon with this long ass Instagram post. And the only thing on my mind was, yeah, that shit must have happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> ain't no way in the fuck I would have addressed something that ridiculous if it was not true i would have been like got on instagram typing in cam noon and shit i would have been like this nigga smoking crack leave me alone fam if i beat you the fuck up like he was very elegant in what he said but the thing that kept sticking out to me was somebody on twitter was like i mean this ain't a no though yeah it was You know, I don't like, I don't even know what kind of circumstances. We don't know what's true and what's not with Orlando Brown. He got some new video with his titties out. I remember somebody posted it on Oh, in that, in that Anita Baker haircut? Wait, what? Yeah, it's like a, he like, it's a video and he like, he got all, he got his titties out. He got this, uh, 
he got some hair that make young jock's hair seem super masculine. Is he getting ready for the Tom Jonah crew? Like, what the fuck is going on? He might be. <laughs> Shit, seems like he liked to cruise. So, <laughs> Curtis, <laughs> he did it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. And that's when I was like, "All right, Nick Cannon, he wild in mouth." <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I have questions, but I don't really want the answers. That's no. yeah. That's what it is. Like, like, what the fuck is going on? But I don't really want to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Truthfully. Like no one brown, he gonna tell it anyway, even if we don't want to know. Okay, who you think part. you are, Quincy Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> spilling tea all over the place. Mouth. Like, sir, no, he. Mm. Mm. I'm just what what sequence of events would. <laughs> know what never, <laughs> never mind you know i don't know because we don't know when this was they might have been under who knows who knows but let me find out nick cannon out here trying to be the marlon brando of, of niggas mm. <laughs> equal opportunity <laughs> uh <laughs> sexual <laughs> revolution mm. uh, i guess i guess yeah, he keeps mm. he keeps a lot of secrets under that turban Ugh. He keeps mm. a mouth wipe. <laughs> <laughs> he got some wet ones. <laughs> and some of them uh, Listerine strings. <laughs> I, I believe he stays prepared. So, mm. you know, what can you do? What can you do? So, that was our little dose of pop culture because I was just like, what? Like, I'm not even mad if it happened. I'm just, I'm trying to understand why we had to be informed. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I could have went my whole life without even having that imagery placed in my mind. Without any imagery of Nick Cannon putting dick in his mouth. like Because I feel like when it happened, Orlando Brown had to like, that's when he was real bad built. So I'm just kind of like, Ooh. Saying he was built like Dennis. Mm. <laughs> Glazing them glizzies. I'm <laughs> I don't know what be going on in Hollywood. They say it's a cesspool of all kind of sexual shit. So good mm. luck, everybody. That's all I got. That's all I got. But Nikki, baby, listen, listen. If if that's what you're going to do, and I do it, well, I don't actively do it, but you know, I've been known to do it in the past. If that's what you're going to do, baby, you got to pick better. Listen, I just yeah. feel like with the success and access that you have, you know what? I'm not even going to say that because you're probably, never mind, never mind. Um, mm. So we're we going to start off with real. <laughs> I'm not going to incriminate myself. <laughs> For him and his turban come for me. Ain't gonna be no Arabian Nights over here. Fuck you, nigga. Um, <laughs> Nigrabian Nights. <laughs> 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 mm. So, Real Housewives of Atlanta, season 12, episode 12, A Hairy Situation. Mm. Um, so, we start off with Eva, pregnant, beautiful. With, she always looks beautiful with a pixie cut. But I didn't appreciate this conversation that she was having with her husband, Mike, because she was trying to blame everything on Candy with her situation with, uh, what's the lady name? Um, was it Portia? Portia, yes. Portia. Yeah. 
like, well, Candy, da 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 da. And, and Bravo has ran the beautiful bean footage of you saying what you said, even though you saying you didn't say it. They've run it so many times. I'm like, how is it? Like, it's a gag at this point. How is it on Candy? Because it wasn't even a private conversation. You said it on film. And now you're trying to tell Mike, oh, Candy, a snake. Oh, she she run tell that. Oh, she ain't, you know, that's her whole storyline. Your whole storyline is you being a coward. You consistently say stuff and then deny it when you uh, get dragged for it or get checked for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you expect anybody to respect you. You can't even stand up in the shit that you say. Yep. So well, your, whole, I didn't your, whole, your whole, your whole storyline. I don't know if it's pregnancy brand or not, but bitch. Get off the gas. Please. Like, seriously, get off the gas. You are a liar. You lie about every fucking thing. You say it, then you be like, I ain't say that. I ain't say that. You said it. Who said like, start, that? Start owning that shit. You are one of the shadiest bitches on that show, and you we can't even give you your props because you don't stand up in it. Nope. Mm-hmm. But I will say is... You lucky that them women have not been as malicious because you stay pregnant. You've been pregnant every fucking season, so can't nobody get the opportunity to really drag you and hurt them feelings. And I mean, so you and Mike ugly ass need to go down somewhere mm. with his Mike, funny looking ass. Mike do look like a keyblade, yo. He definitely do. He out here serving fudge rounds, mm. but yeah, I ain't like none of that shit. Like Eva, you you a coward. And you can't even like, like Candace said, blame it on the pregnancy because you, you stayed pregnant and you stayed a coward. I don't like all that. Like, if you're not gonna stand up in it, then just be quiet, say nothing. Like you did when you was a guest on the show instead of a regular cast member. I mean, she can go wherever Shamari is. To be quite honest, um, I did okay. not know that Marley didn't know that Mike is not her dad because I didn't think they had been together that long. They haven't, which is first. First of all, that'll that'll be the only thing I don't fault Eva for is getting her and Marley away from Kevin McCall's crazy ass. Woo, yeah. that nigga's a psycho. Um, but I do feel like you do your kids a disservice um, by treating them like they are not dumb, but hiding things from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. As a less, I don't know. I can't tell you how to parent, but I do believe if Eva doesn't eventually sit down and have an honest conversation with Marley about her, you know, her birth dad and Mike being her adopted dad, it's really going to bite her in the ass. Mm. Because Kevin McCall is abusive and crazy enough where she can where she could be honest with her and say that, you know, mommy got you away from your real daddy because he was trying, he was harming me and ultimately harming you and you should never stay with somebody that hurts you. And so all that, like keeping secrets and shit, it comes back to bite parents in the ass all the time. Right. Like history has shown us that. So yeah, yeah. but I didn't know that she didn't know that wasn't her, uh, that he wasn't, he was just her adopted dad. And it's better to arm her with the knowledge that he's abusive because if she stays in the, in the dark about it, especially crazy as Kevin is here, he might try to use that to um, harm her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's, he's proven he ain't 
definitely unstable. So they uh, got Marley's name, her last name changed from, I guess, McCall to Sterling. So that's nice. I saw a lot of people on Twitter being like, oh, you know, this ain't what we signed up for. Don't nobody want to see this. Da, 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 da. I disagree because I, I do think we need moments like these to balance everything out. Like, yeah, not just a... Uh, hey, you know, it's going to be shady nonstop because when we expect it to be shady nonstop, we get disappointed when they don't have a storyline. So, yeah. so it's yeah, like they can't win. They can't win. And also, when all we expect is drama, we get a bunch of fabricated drama like Snake Gate and shit like exactly. that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, I don't mind the real moments on the real housewives. Like, yeah, I don't either. Know, we don't need a whole, whole lot like this. But it is nice to see every now and then. We know that they've been going through hell dealing with her baby daddy. So I wasn't mad at seeing that. And that's all I have to say on that. Um, So they go to a spa to get pedicures or get foot massages, not pedicures. And the main thing, there were two things that I took from this. First of all, Marlo, baby, what kind of makeup are you wearing? You're the only one who makeup came off with the sheet mask. (laughs) (laughs) like bitch what is going on well if you put fenty on a ghoul it's still a ghoul it ain't no fenty it can't be fenty i ain't never heard of fenty Fenty coming off off. fenty don't come off baby you got to you've got to be diligent in getting your fenty off to get it off so she'll make up anything like her wigs exactly and that wig that she had on there was terrible as fuck I feel like you could say that literally for every Marlowe encounter. That's fair. I don't, I mean, I, you know, I don't have a complete knowledge of of the show, but I've never seen Marlowe in a flattering wig. She's gotten close, but no cigar. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. Mm. And so the other thing with this is I liked Tanya two seasons ago when she was first introduced. I don't know who this lady that's on here now. But she can go. I don't. I don't like Tanya. It's not even that she's unlikable. She. I don't know. Un, I don't understand what her purpose is and what she's doing. Yeah. Like, the yeah. Stuff she, that she's bringing to the show makes no sense. And it's yeah. Stupid. I was about to say, how does it tie into the other lady? She does. We see very little from her and her fiance. Uh, she doesn't. You know, she wants to fit in, but she can't do it. She's not good at being shady. When she felt like Kenya was talking shit about her or was baiting her with the questions, she didn't. She sat there and took it, and she was she wasn't like, "So who the fuck you talking about?" Because mm. you keep looking at me, I feel like you're talking about me. Like, I don't feel like she's scrappy enough to be amongst this group of girls, especially not to be trying to go at Kenya. Yeah, like of everybody that you was gonna have a a, a fake beef with. To try to, I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know what the end goal is. Kenya is not that deal. She's not what you want. And then the whole thing with, oh, Kenya was wearing a wig. Who cares? Like, y'all ain't got nothing else to talk about. Nothing better to do. Kenya is a terrible person. And y'all concentrating on her wigs? When she got a whole husband that treats her like a whole ass concubine? Come on now. The material is there, but you're not that girl, Tanya. So you're really wasting our time. Yeah, that's what it is, because it's so much to slander Kenya about. And when I was sitting there, so first things first, 
her opening up the package, I would have done the same thing. Don't ask me to bring shit across the border if I can't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So she had a point in that. When she figured out it was a wig, she should have chuckled and kept it moving. Because everybody knew it was a fucking wig. Marlo called it out that it was a wig. It's a fucking wig. It looks wiggy. That's the funny part. Even her homegirl, Cynthia, was like, uh, I knew it was a wig. It looked like a wig. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with a lot of ladies. Y'all wigs look like wigs. All that wood lace and shit, that lace right there. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. there. That looks lacy. That. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. So I didn't see no reason to run it back to the girls like, ooh, she wear a wig because that had been established. Yes. Right. And it wasn't no... And I mean, who can fall for wearing a wig while y'all at Carnival? Uh, yeah, and that's like, my what? biggest. Yeah, that's and that's one of my problems with Kenya, is that she's stupid, and I don't like stupid people who think they're the smartest person in the room. As a woman who has a natural hair care line, if anything, you should be talking about protective styles. Wigs mm-hmm. are protective styles. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, this show tea because this ain't shit. And Candy was like, this the best you got. Girl, sit your ass down. Candy was like, this is not a good idea. You should not be doing this. Not with no Kenya. Here go Tanya. I'm just like, girl, you playing in everybody's face. If if y'all are not going to batten down the hatches and dig deep about her uh, failing ass marriage, don't start no, don't try to go toe-to-toe with Kenya. Because that's the only place you're going to be able to hit deep. Because while she was talking about cheating, I would have been like, Mark don't even like you, bitch. You have been complaining to the whole group about how he don't like you. He don't talk to you like you matter to him. He talks to you like you dirt underneath his feet. You should mind your own motherfucking business and see what's going on in your own house. And don't worry about what the fuck me and mine got going. Exactly. Because imagine somebody alluding to your man cheating on you and your response is, well, you wear a wig, girl. What girl? What? Sit your Go home. Ass down. <laughs> Go home, Roger. <laughs> like, if you're going to keep being corny, leave us alone, please. And it seems like you're going to keep being corny. And, you know, even if you're not going to keep being corny, just leave us alone anyway. You're not bringing Thank anything you. worth value on this show. And really, that's that on that. So... <sighs> We can end with the whole Dennis Portia because there really wasn't much else to talk about in the episode. Nope. Um, so Dennis has decided that he wants to, how do I put it, make amends, I guess, with mm. Portia's mom and sister. Her sister is decidedly less good looking, but that's besides the point. Um, uh, like super, <laughs> like, like rem- you remember Stewie and Bitch Stewie? <laughs> it's like looking at Portia and Portia and Bitch Portia. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. Like she missing a chromosome or something. She just not. She's just you know. And I mean that's the if depending on the genes that's that happens a lot. Like you know you yeah. get the one sibling that's just like boom clack pow, and then the other sibling be like I'm here too. And you're like. Mm. Uh, so you just weren't y'all your parents just weren't gonna evenly spread this around okay i got it okay okay. got it um so he's inviting her mom and her sister and unbeknownst to her his mom for a little powwow they uh if i'm not mistaken they catered pizza hut (laughs) yeah that's what it Mm. looked like 
and uh, getting into it, I thought it was weird that he invited his mom without telling her. But yeah. then I thought about it. I'm like, but he's a fuck boy. So, of course, he going to invite somebody that's going to have his back regardless. Yeah. And that's exactly what that was. Like, she didn't really have much to add to the conversation. And she made sure she got up with the baby and left for a good chunk of the conversation. And I was like, okay, I see what y'all did. I see what you did there. Your mama ugly, too. Let me, I'm sorry. Um, Ain't no lies told. She looked like Gargamel. She looked like a smoother, uh, I don't remember what A1 mama name is. Ooh. <laughs> but she reminded me of her. <laughs> she reminds you of Pam. Yes. Yeah. Like not Ooh. as bad because Pam is like it's like her is but mixed with like the tackiness of spice from Atlanta. Ooh. And Dennis's mom is not that bad, but you know. At all. Still. You know, there's 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 something that that reminded me of her when I good got a good look at her, because them raccoon eyes, baby, they got creams mm-hmm. for that. Your son has scammed too much <laughs> for you to for be you out to here with your eyes black like that, looking like Sly Cooper, for real, for real, mm. Mm-hmm. swiper. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, um. Portia's mom and her sister, I don't know their name, I don't care. Uh, they were giving him the cold shoulder when they first got there, which honestly, you know, that even that is more than he deserved. But I get it on their side, and I get him feeling the way because it's like, I mean, I'm trying to extend an olive branch, but it's like, I mean, you're a fuckboy, though. Because the problem is you're trying to extend an olive branch to us, but you tr- you still trying to extend your branch to other bitches. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> you know, well you, done, Curtis. Well know, done. But, but we know, nigga. We know. It's clear. Yeah, um, crystal. And then he uh, he said the words, but to me, there was no meaning behind them. But he was like, you know, I take responsibility for what I did. Mm. And then he fucked that up because he was like, but you know, it's hard because y'all be having PJ and I can't even talk to her because I'm blocked. And it was like, are you really trying to say, are you trying to vic- play victim? In typical football fashion. I'm like, are you seriously trying to say that? I mean, I know I cheated, but y'all shouldn't have me blocked so I can talk to my daughter. I know that her sister and her mother do not have that little girl to the point where you can't ever get in touch with her. They don't. Especially they don't. considering that you have bogarted your way back into that house, back into her life, and back into her panty drawers. Like, please cut the fucking shit. Don't act mm-hmm. like you don't be seeing that girl and don't talk to her. And don't act like they didn't have every right to fucking block your ass. Because if I happen to be on those type of terms with one of my friends, significant others, and they cheat, you damn right on. I'm going to block you for you. Cause otherwise I might get to saying some shit that I don't need to be saying. Correct. But I'm damn sure not going to act like everything. What you need to talk to me for? Yeah. You lucky a block is all you got to be honest. Okay. You luckily they didn't hit the block on your head. <laughs> cause, <laughs> Cause that's what they should have. They should have popped that trunk on your head. Okay. It's going down. Okay. 
poke some holes in that little hot dog. That's what they should have <laughs> done. <laughs> so then you then he get on there, he get the crying hot dog water. And I'm just like, you know what? I crying hot dog water. He was. Tears just musty. <laughs> you, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> and I, I you know, I just I don't feel it. I don't feel it. Like I don't understand why Portia even agreed. I mean, I know he put her on the spot, but like Candace said in the pregame, what has he done to deserve for you to accept his ring back and be engaged? Y'all, you admitted that y'all haven't worked through all of y'all's issues, so why are you engaged to him again? Why are you rushing? This is my again. thing. It's not like, at this point, Portia, you've been married before you've been married, been divorced. This is not your first rodeo. Why are you so gung-ho to enter into another shitty marriage? What What's in it for you? And the crazy part is Dennis don't have Cordell Stewart money. Mm. He might got a few little ends here and there, could buy you that cloudy-ass ring and scam weave and sell, uh, as Curtis likes to call them, glizzies. Mm-hmm. Well, what is, what is he doing? That yeah. is so substantial that you need to be rushing to be married to somebody that could not even be there for you while you carried his first child. Mm-hmm. Not, not second or third, not on no future shit. This was you <laughs> and Dennis' first child. He could not even be present and accounted for while you were pregnant. He was out cheating and blaming you for it. What's the problem? And then he got this shitty ass mama. That lady did not call or reach out to you one time to see how you nor PJ were doing after her son had broken your heart into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. She sided with her son. She raised him and he is so trash to the point that he can treat women like shit and she is going to side with him. That is what you are trying to marry into. That shit sounds fucking miserable. Because she should have picked up the phone and said, hey, Portia, you know, this is ugly mama to Dennis. (laughs) I'm just, I want to check on you. I want you to know that I'm here for you. Whatever you and Dennis are going through, I'm not here to get in the middle of that. I'm just here to make sure you and PJ are doing okay. Does she need anything? Do you need a break? I could come get her. If you want to go get a manicure, pedicure, whatever, I'm here for you and PJ. The fact that she didn't pick up the phone and do that, that tells you a whole lot about who she is and why Dennis is who he is. You know who she is? She is Sonya Norwood. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh. Come on, analysis. Yes. Yes. Not just analysis, experts analysis. Oh, yes. Yes. Because we, and we have a, we have a mom to compare that to because on the flip side, Ryan's mom don't take no shit from Ryan. When he wrong, she tell him he wrong. Yeah. His ass. Yep. You fucked up the church money. Yep. And she will let his ass know. In a minute. we got, mm. yeah, I just, I don't get it. And I honestly, I I see that they're trying to give her her space to work this out. But putting myself in that position, I definitely would be telling Portia, you need to pump the brakes because 
y'all have a lot to work out. You have a lot to work out just as a woman having gone through what you went through. Y'all's relationship, y'all need so much couples therapy. Yeah. What is the rush? Yeah, couples therapy and individual therapy. What is the damn rush? I just would like to know. know. But shit, uh, Real Housewives has been on for like, what, since 2008? And Portia's character, if you want to call it that, it just has never changed. Like, she's always just wanted to be that girl that got married and had this perfect life, no matter the cost or the signs that she ignores and shit. She just wants to be married by any means necessary. I don't, I I don't get that. Like, why are you trying to be a trophy wife to a hot dog nigga who body is like the guest book from black planet? Like what the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) I am confusion. His body is confusion. That's and it don't bad. even really seem like he really take all that good care. I just don't get it. I don't get it, Portia. I feel like you could have done so much better. I hate to say it. Never mind. I'm not going to say it because that's not a better choice. Never mind. Ugh. <laughs> I almost said I would have rather see her with Ricky Smiley flea looking ass, but I don't want to see that either. Mm-mm. Portia, you are pretty, okay? And you paid a lot. <laughs> <laughs> girl you done paid money to be fine why are you selling for dennis why are y'all constantly women on these shows settling for bottom feeders i don't get it because we're gonna get to another one after the break <laughs> mm. i don't get it what is the purpose of being that pretty going that hard making sure you got your body is right up under it, getting a little nip and a little tuck, which we we um, appreciate and acknowledge on this show. We like work when it's good. What is the purpose of doing all that just to have a fat nigga with a hot dog business that's known as a scammer that can't stop cheating on you? What is the purpose of having the body? It ain't like he's some billionaire from from Saudi Arabia or something. Then I can understand getting cheated on because I would too. Go do whatever you're going to do. As long as my black card is not taken away, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Right. But a hot dog, nigga? Shit, but it's like you said, shit, he ain't even got Cordell money because say what you want about Cordell, that NFL money alone. Right, because he knew what he was doing. He invested well. And yeah, you got Dennis who, he got a restaurant. Some restaurants do well. He got a chain. But again, his financials have been in question since his inception in your life, not even on the show. Right. So I just like he's he's known for being a scammer. Known, you know what I'm saying? I just don't get it, Portia. I don't get it. But they had this Iyanla moment. He up there crying just for him to, like I said earlier, still be rumored to be flirting with women. So y'all played in our face, wasted our time. You could have spent this time going back to therapy. Like I would have much rather seen y'all in therapy and you being like, okay. He proposed to me while we were in Toronto. I accepted, but we still got a long way to go before we're ready to walk down the aisle or we're ready to go to the courthouse and get that marriage certificate. So that's why we're here. We need to work through, we need to continue working through these issues. I would have much rather have seen that than you sitting up here looking like a, a fucking seal. Crying <laughs> over some Pizza Hut pasta. 
trying to get her mama and her sister to like you again. Like this was a waste of my time to be quite honest. And I feel confident that we're going to see this blow up in Portia's face again. So, you know, buckle in little PJ. Um, God bless the child. I guess that's all I got. And I think that's it for real housewives. Yeah. I don't think there was anything else really worth discussing. So we're going to take, wait, Well, before we do that, some some tea leaked oh, out. Okay. Speaking of leaks. <laughs> oh, I forgot like, about this. Uh, and oh uh, yes, you know, I almost when, said something so problematic. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I need you to put it in the group chat. Right, <laughs> that was gonna be terrible. No, I <laughs> some stuff I gotta take to the grave. That was awful. Damn. <laughs> the fact that you disgusted by it. <laughs> It was very terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> if if y'all remember, like back when Greg was battling uh, cancer, mm. uh, Nene started going on these tirades on social media saying she was sick of Greg and, you know, she was thinking of leaving him. That's what the reports were saying, that they were headed for divorce again. She ended up staying. Well, some alleged, let's say alleged to protect us, allegedly some insiders say that a big part of that was that Nene found out that Greg was having an affair um, and the woman had got is gotten pregnant. I don't know how long ago this was or if the woman is still pregnant or had the baby. And when she found out, that was around the time he was diagnosed with cancer and she stayed because the optics would have looked bad for her to leave him while he's battling cancer. And I don't, people be like, well, it's not fuck how it looks in this, that, and the third, but you, that also would mean having to tell the truth. Either you are painted as the villain for leaving your cancer stricken husband, or you're forced to tell the world that your husband is having an outside baby on you. Um, it almost feels like a lose-lose situation and you didn't deserve to be put in that situation. Um, but it's, it's certainly coming out to the wash right now. I don't know how true it is, but, uh, if that, if it is true, child, Greg and that mesothelioma would have been on his own, baby. <laughs> I yeah, if it's true, if it's true. I can tell you that. If I don't true, give a I fuck wouldn't... what he had. SARS, DARS, coronavirus, mesothelioma, uh, alopecia. I don't give a fuck. I, I would have been gone. Yeah. It's a lot of shit that I may be willing to forgive, but an outside baby is not one of them. So if that is true, whew, NeNe. Yeah. You if got to true. beat him like the bitch did in Diary of a Mad Black Woman. You got to wheel him into the tub and leave him there for three, four days. Push his salad off the table so he can't get it. You, I like whatever you do, he got coming. Cause <laughs> stop making those bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your bitch now? <laughs> oh Jesus. Mm. Yeah, if it's true, I don't. If it's true, I wouldn't have blamed her if she left. Like imagine a nigga that got cancer cheating on you and having an outside. And Greg is a like, hundred years old. <laughs> Wait, like what? Child, like bitch, how, like nigga, how could 
nigga, you had to say Lazarus just to get it up. At, like, what? Greg, what? Greg said, listen, I'm tired of dining on this 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 horse over here. I like the finer things in life. Let mm. me go get a young doe. but a a large part of me always felt like greg was jealous that nini became a sensation from housewives like Mm -hmm. because once she had some financial freedom from from him we saw what happened she she left his ass Mm, sure did and she when she left his ass she went and got her the white sugar daddy that was buying her all kind of gifts and gadgets and pizza shops and every fucking thing and then when she was tired of that she came right on back to greg but at least she left to do her dirt right and made him big when she came back exactly so that that is the alleged word in the real housewives of atlanta streets um but that's all i had i wanted to get that out there to y'all i thought that was interesting all righty so now we'll take a break and then we'll come back with some more bullshit hey this is brie of mama meets world every two weeks my show is live it's a safe and special place for black mothers and the people who love us so for more about the black motherhood experience make sure you subscribe to my show i'm sure you'll love it We are back from break. We got a new um, show to discuss. Our friends over at Zeus Mm. have brought us some more mess in the form of Jocelyn's Cabaret Miami. So this is Jocelyn Hernandez. If you are wondering or unfamiliar, best known for being a train wreck on Love and Hip Hop ATL. Hey, man. One of Stevie J's baby mamas. Um, just an all-around shit person. No musical talent whatsoever. My God. None. None. But. We sound like some background singers. None. <laughs> okay, come on, harmony. <laughs> but, you know, she is made for reality TV. Because miss. Because crazy. No, you know what? Um, crazy is not the word. I'm trying to be PC here. Eh, fuck it. I mean, she a bozo, so you know, it is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. So the opening scene of Jocelyn's Cabaret, <laughs> episode one, welcome to Jocelyn's Cabaret Miami, bitch. <laughs> like, why is it so long? <laughs> <laughs> I was really like, why is this, the title so long? But the opening scene is somewhere further along in the season where Jocelyn is arguing with the girls and get to fighting. So it was kind of like one of those, they show it and then it stop and it's that voiceover. It's like, you might be wondering how I got here. <laughs> Let me take it back so you can see. And I was like, girl... I ain't never heard of no cabaret where they punching bitches. <laughs> I can't wait to see how we got to this point. Although the first episode gave me a very good indication of how we did. Yeah. 
So they open the show with some of Jocelyn's terrible ass music. And I'm just like, Zeus. So this is the one thing, Zeus, where y'all can kiss my ass because I suffered through Lyrica G. Mm. And that, those sounds, because I don't even want to call the shit music. <laughs> and then we come over here and of all, this is a show about strippers. You're not going to give me no stripper music? Really? You're going to give me Jocelyn. Miami? I couldn't get no no Trina? I don't want to hear Trick Daddy because he... Yeah. No Trina? No nothing? nothing. No nothing. Really? Huh. You gave me Jocelyn. Who asked for this? I mean... I hope you getting a check out of this and having your own music on the show, and I'm going to leave it at that. Because she, she is executive producer, so I would hope so. Well, you know. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Anyway, so she is on a regular ass boat with her uh, fiance, Ballistic Beats, mm-hmm. out there. They grandstanding like they so grandiose, and I'm like, y'all ain't even on no fucking yacht. Even C's on Black Ink New York had a a real yacht. Well, no, he didn't have a yacht. He had a small yacht. <laughs> Y'all got a boat that my stepdad had. We used to go fishing on. I know a fishing boat when I see it. <laughs> That's a leisurely boat. It was on that boat that Taraji got on in Acrimony. Uh, still haven't watched that, so I don't know. But it's probably true. So <laughs> we had a good chuckle in the group chat, and we're going to have another one because this bitch <laughs> <laughs> fixed her Puerto Rican mouth to say that she had to get out of Atlanta and off of Real Housewives away from, I mean, not Real Housewives, uh, Love and Hip Hop and away from Mona Scott Young and Mona Me Productions because it was too toxic. Mm. What show were you watching, sis? It must be two different Love and Hip Hop Atlantas because from my memory, and y'all know I don't remember a lot of shit, but I remember a little bit of shit. And with the shit that I do remember, bitch, is that you were awful on that show to pretty much everyone that you met, except for your pimp, a.k.a. Stevie J. You were awful to Mimi. Who was the girl that she was fighting with uh, with uh, Benzino? What was the girl? Oh, uh, Althea. Yes. Uh, Althea. Jessica Dime. Yeah. Uh, Carly. <laughs> you had uh, it out with every Did she get into it with um, Erica, too? Erica. Dixon? Probably. I, I no. Eh, maybe. Could be. Not Could sure. be. I mean, she got into it with everybody. Like, almost es- everybody. Estelita. Whoever. Who else? Shit. She, wanted, everybody. she was throwing yes. shots at Estelita. When she wasn't even on the show no more on uh on Twitter and shit, like everybody. Not yeah. only that, you went on Married to Medicine, <laughs> still being toxic and throwing. Now, granted, we enjoyed it because it's fuck Toya, but girl, I see in your thirty three years allegedly that <laughs> you still have not been introduced to accountability. Amira, nothing. Because there's no way in hell you're going to sit there with a straight face and say, I had to get away from the toxic energy. When you were the toxic energy. Beyond toxic. And reveled into that debt. You know what I'm saying? Like, she stood up in it like, yes, I'm that bitch, allegedly. 
I'm going to bring chaos and drama, and I'm going to stand up in it because can't nobody beat my ass. Like, so you now- literally, like, the evil planeteers, when they put their yuck powers together, you are what manifests. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get away from the toxicity. It's you, beloved. Yeah. It's you. And then you sitting here with your pimp. You think we don't know he your pimp. He your motherfucking pimp. <laughs> that's my fiance. No, girl, that's your pimp aunt say. That's what that is. I mean, he may very well be his fiance, be her fiance, but that don't mean he ain't still her pimp. <laughs> so he definitely her pimp because if y'all, um, if you haven't had a chance to, please subscribe to the Patreon where Jeremy and I are doing Ratchet Reloaded. And we are covering the love and hip hop right now. So that would be Miami and New York. And we are going to be discussing uh, Jocelyn finally making her grand entrance into the Miami franchise this week. So listen, he definitely is a pimp. That is yeah. not her boyfriend. That is her pimp. Okay? That, is the, that is the nigga like, is the money good? Okay, good. Love and joy. See you in about three months. Mm. He definitely, he very, he he definitely gives me. Is Wayne Brady gonna have to choke him? <laughs> like, but whatever you say, Puerto Rican princess, whatever the fuck you say, girl. Um, the other thing that that I had a good laugh, and we all collectively, when I brought it up, had a good laugh, is that she's talking about these girls. She talking about the girls have pimps. And she worried about having girls in the cabaret who have pimps because she don't want to have a run in with their pimp. And I'm like, but you have a pimp <laughs> y'all in the same fucking boat. And how are you scared? How are you supposed to be a pimp? And you scared of going toe to toe with other pimps? Like you scared of getting your face slapped by a real pimp. <laughs> but you I got don't a know, pimp. No more beef with pimps. Bitch, you got a pimp. Have a pimp fight. Okay. What like what Friday good night, is he if he's Friday not gonna fight for fights. you? Okay. Like child, that's what I want to see. UFC pimp edition. Right. Shit. What what worth is the pimp if he's not gonna protect his investment? Child. But like so you said, you gotta y'all, y'all love mixing business with pleasure. So mm-hmm. but the game of pimping is essentially mixing business with pleasure so i guess you don't really have no choice i just want you to stop playing in our face like we don't know what's going on girl your pimp said bitch get out there and get some money and that's why he pimping your ass on three different shows on three different networks like girl (laughs) girl know your worth beloved (laughs) because he surely do You're like, my fiance believe in me and my dreams. No, your fiance see, your quote-unquote fiance see multiple checks. That's what the fuck he see. Yes. He like, bitch, you've been, you been uh, laying low long enough. Bonnie Bella is, what, four, five? She old enough. Get out there and hustle. Yeah. All right. I gave you a lot of grace because you my main bitch. <laughs> but <laughs> daddy want his money. <laughs> Talking about, oh, he a record producer. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. But you know, people who got a little coin, they like more coin. Yeah. We live in a capitalist society. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. Ooh. We live in a society. Pimping, pimping, pimping. Like, <laughs> I guess, girl. I mm. guess. So they had um, some fluff scenes. I didn't care about none of that shit. Um, Whoever she was talking to, talking about, oh, you know, y'all don't know where I got the name Puerto Rican. We don't care, girl. 
We don't care about none of that. So then I did not realize that the cabaret was not already ready. <laughs> she is actively going around recruiting for the cabaret. Recruiting bitches. And she has her bottom bitch. Every time we say cabaret, it's hilarious because she don't know what the fuck a cabaret is. Yes. She <laughs> she went to the strip club asking the girls to be in the cabaret. Nobody could explain what exactly cabaret is. Um, Which, I mean, fair. And I don't even know how, what happened, but then they started arguing about colorism. The girl who whole body is tatted up. Um, the light-skinned fake Doja Cat with the big titties. It was just a lot going on. Yo, she do look like a fake Doja Cat. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, they start shading each other. They start flaming each other. And it was just a lot going Like, they were arguing to the point where we didn't even really get a proper introduction to the girls. It was a lot at all at one time. It happened so fast. So much was going on. It definitely reminded me of Beyond the Pole when uh, Labrie was back there beefing with that one girl who was mad that... Who was that that, that asked her to... Was it T-Pain? Jock. Jock, yes. Um, Young Swoop asked her to come and perform and then she ended up having to battle it out and i mean beat the girl up but still it reminded me of that like y'all are uh, art really does imitate life because if this ain't the players club i don't know what it is all right i just want to know which one of y'all is Ron. i guess ronnie's supposed to be jocelyn (laughs) (laughs) i guess but i don't know jocelyn seemed like she don't want to be getting physical but we know she's gonna get physical later so right um like I said, the cabaret has not really been established. Like we can see, we can tell the same girls that are doing all this arc and all the ones that's going to be in the cabaret. But from the preview, we see that Jocelyn is trying to assemble the cabaret in spite of, or simultaneously while the girls are having all of these issues and can't get along. And so I know it's going to be a hot mess and I'm tuned in. I'm ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Tokyo Tony, as ridiculous as it was, gave us what we needed. And Jocelyn is a whole different caliber of reality TV star. So I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I still have very high hopes that Jocelyn's Cabaret Miami is going to give us what Stormy and Beyond the Pole did not. I agree. Let's fucking hope. God damn, because that... Listen, when Beyond the Pole come back, if it ain't giving what we think it should, it's going right back to being unknown by us. I can tell you Is that. it coming back? I think it is. Because hmm. if I was in charge, that first season wouldn't have made me uh, renew shit. But, you know, I have different standards. So It might not come back on, uh, what's that channel? On WeTV. Yeah, send it back to the slums. Oh, child. it might go back to to UPN Part 2.0? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for Jocelyn's Cabaret, the first episode. I suspect we'll start getting a little bit deeper into it, like I said, once we actually get introductions to the girls. Um, and then we know who's throwing shade and who's fighting. And I hope that some of them are at least clever, because I'm not, I'm not trying to hear a whole, about a, a whole lot of yakking. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got housewives for that. We we ready to see y'all throw hands. 
Yeah. And and good insults. So I'm gonna throw it to Candace so we can jet to Chicago before we get out of here. Uh They're still in New Orleans um, after the funeral and home going celebration for Charmaine's mom. What was interesting, so we're two episodes behind. Uh, First things first, Ryan and Kat were in the same room together. And initially, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. But it wasn't anything. Apparently, they don't have any hard feelings for each other. There was a couple laughs exchanged, a couple smiles or whatever. And that was that. But what was interesting was that Charmaine offered Kitty a job at Second City Inc. I had no idea Charmaine and Kitty were close, uh, but they are to the point where Kitty did Charmaine's mom's makeup for the funeral, which shout out to Kitty because mm -mm, mm -mm, no, I don't (laughs) listen. No. Like me and dad, but I can't do it. That's why I became an engineer. I used to want to be a doctor until I saw a cadaver. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. Love and joy. Uh, but they are that type of close where she trusted Kitty to do the makeup for on her mom for, you know, for the burial. Um, and Jess is pissed about that. And rightfully so. Either I'm your shop manager or I'm your business partner. If I'm your business partner, we make decisions together on who we hire. If I'm not, then let me go do me. Um, But also, I don't give a fuck about Jess, so I love watching Charmaine step on her toes because Jess has spent a greater part of this early season talking shit on Ryan and how Mag was toxic and Charmaine did good to get away from it. And I think she's finally seeing that Charmaine is the toxicity from NIMAG. She doesn't make good hiring decisions. She doesn't collaborate well when she's calling somebody a business partner. And uh, we called it. We called that it would not take long for Jess and Charmaine to claw each other's eyes out, which we will see in this week's upcoming episode. Because we what were I found, five huh? episodes in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't now, take long. Uh huh. It. I don't really care about what's going on back in Chicago with the other artists. I'm glad that old boy and his baby mama are back on speaking terms. I stand a woman who ain't gonna put up with no bullshit. He said he got arrested and his baby mama left him two weeks later. <laughs> Listen, you are not going to jeopardize me or my child's well-being because you in these streets being fucking stupid when you have very discernible talent. Hey, she said, fuck a ride or die, I'm going to ride out. <laughs> yeah, she just rolled out on his ass. So they are finally back speaking. But I want to scoot over to Don and Four real quick. Four is a simp. Let me say that. Yeah. Four four is a simp. And this is what happens when we as a community of people don't utilize mental health care. Because in his quest to fill a void that he had from not knowing his father, he is trying to take this young woman under his wing and is dragging his feet with the paternity of it. Mm -hmm. if somebody say hey 
I, I, we fucked 17 years ago and now I got a child by you and you don't remember fucking them at all. The first thing you should do before you get to trying to know and ask hobbies and go get manicures, get the fucking DNA test done and stop playing. Right. Like, did, did Mike in at 113th teach you nothing? Exactly. He ain't played no fucking games. He got that DNA test and when it wasn't his kid, he got the fuck on. Yep. Right. Good luck, now, sis. if you if you still want to be a mentor to this young girl, that's fine. But handle the business first. Yes. Although I think that he is cognizant of everything that you said, which is why he brought Don. Yeah. Or maybe and- Don is the one. So when he told Don what was going on, Don was like, "Oh no, nah, we're not about to do this. I will so be right there with you." Because Don Don can't keep his dick in his pants, so he know what it's like to have a baby put on him. And the first thing he did, he had to man up and get the fucking DNA test. And it turned out to be his child. And though he let Ashley Ugly Ass find out on Instagram that he had an outside baby on her, he still made sure he got the DNA test. I'm not saying that this child might not be yours, but I'm also saying she might not be. She you might really be. don't. You really don't remember fucking this woman, and I'm not trying to be funny, but when you was a teenager, the, a lot of teenagers remember they remember having sex with women, because they was literally just starting to get to have sex. So if you have absolutely no recollection of this woman whatsoever, you should be running to get the DNA test done. Yep. Yep. Like, you don't remember texting her. I mean, well, I don't know what maybe texting 17 years ago, but you don't remember talking on the phone. You don't remember hanging out with her. You don't remember shit about this woman. And she's saying that's your child and you dragging your feet trying to trying to sort out the details. Not only that, not that she's saying it's your child. Her sister, sister. sought you out saying that that's your child, which was weird enough. Because I get feeling a way that your niece or whatever don't know their father, but it is nowhere near your place to be trying to reach out to the potential father talking about you need to do this, that, and the other. No, that girl's mama needs to step up to the plate and do what she needs to do. Then she get up there, she get to arguing with Don. And I thought that this was really ironic when she was telling Don that the situation wasn't any of his business, but your sister did the same shit. That's what I was saying. First things first, let me say, I'm going to say this. We mashing the two episodes up together. We not splitting them apart to go detail by detail per episode. We going to keep it cohesive. I can agree that Don had no business putting out that DNA kit at the table. He should have talked to production, had production talk to this woman, and they should have went somewhere and had the DNA test done. So one, I understand that because again, 17 or not, she's still a minor, she's still a child, and she should be handled a certain way in all of this Hmm. because truly she is the one suffering. She is the one trying to figure out who she is, who her father is, and so on and so forth. So no, he did not need to whip out no DNA test in front of her and start talking to her mama, you know, and and all of that. I get that. But again, don't tell his brother he need to mind his business when your sister didn't mind her fucking business. Boom. Just like that. And then her attitude was so stank 
that it leads me to believe something in the milk ain't clean. Which is what right. Don been saying the whole time. And the way she was talking to her daughter, Yo. that shit infuriated me. Mm-hmm. When she told her to shut the fuck up and stay in a kid's place. She's 17. Right. And, and she the she one would... stuck in the middle of all of this. Exactly. She would be able to stay in a child's place if you would stay in a mother's place and would have handled this the way that you should have handled it. That Hello. Part. Come on, Curtis. Because you should have been the one coming and said, hey, I think you my child's father. Let's get this DNA test popping. Why would you even introduce your daughter to this man if you're not sure that that's your... And just being like, I'm sure because I know for a fact. It was 17 years ago. If you knew for a fact, you would have been came knocking on his doorstep. And, and again, Don asking irrelevant questions. Why now? He like, he like, why now? Like, why is your sister reaching out on your behalf? Why aren't you handling business? What's you really go good? See, you go around here having unprotected sex, not using your head, making babies. Then you can't woman up and handle your business. And then we see it this with, it's like verbatim the same shit that we dealt with with uh Mike and that lady. Yeah, Mike cussed that lady ass out. Like I had to miss five years of my kid life possibly because you couldn't handle your business. Cause they could have got that baby swabbed as soon as it pushed it out of her vagina. Yep. So it's just like, I don't get it, girl. Like, you got some grace on some things. Yes, Don was a little uh, ham-fisted, but he had a right to be mad because what the fuck are you doing? And he has a right to get on forehead. Stop being a simp. Stop letting this play on your emotions of not having a father yourself and just handle fucking business. Yes. You don't have to you don't have to treat the girl like a stranger even if she's not yours. If you want to mentor her, if you want to be like a big brother to her, that's fine. Cool. Yeah. Do that. Do that. Help her to not make some of the same mistakes you made cuz you was a fatherless child and you end up being a fatherless adult and making terrible decisions behind it. I was going to say that's being cool. A flat out bozo. Yeah, it's a fucking bozo. Bozo, bozo nonetheless. Like, I was just like, and she know what she doing. Like, whether that's his daughter or not, there's still something predatory that's coming across oh, from this absolutely. whole situation. Yeah. Because Don ain't never left the city of Chicago. She been knew how to find that motherfucker for 17 years. Yep. Yeah. Four, you mean? Yeah, four. Sorry. She's known how to find four for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right up in Nine Mag. I was going to say, you could just go to the shop. <laughs> you didn't have to reach out on Instagram. You could have went right in the shop and been like, what's up with the what's up? Exactly. Yeah. The way she talked to her daughter, and this is just me, it seems like this is more about her than it actually is about getting her daughter some, some this kind of about, closure. This is about money for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. A part money of me, or notoriety. Because yeah, now you're on this show. Me, yeah. A part of me hope that's not for his daughter because I, I smell some bullshit coming from the mama. Yeah, because even daughter if that just is wants his dad. daughter, she's just going to be doing the most. Trying to yep. run them pockets. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan and Kitty are definitely fucking. They try to be elusive. That's just my friend. That's just my like, friend. Stop like, playing in our faces. Stop playing in our face. If y'all, well, y'all grown, who cares? 
Rachel don't want you, Ryan. You don't want C's, Kitty. Y'all seem to like each other a whole fucking lot. Own it. Y'all don't mm-hmm. have to give us every gore, every every nasty. I would like every nasty detail, but y'all don't have to give us every nasty detail. But stop playing in our face. Y'all too fucking old for that. If y'all fucking around, who gonna check y'all? And even when they had that conversation and Ryan was like, I mean, I consider him a good friend, but why would he be mad if you're not his girl? Right. And I think even good friend was throwing him a bone, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I could. I was going to say that's where I was heading to next. I found it funny that Ryan downplayed their friendship. He was like, yeah, I've been knowing C's for some years, but I mean, that's basically where it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, we know each other due to tattooing, but I mean, okay, that's about it. Nigga, cool, like, but I mean, he ain't he ain't pass up some pussy cool. <laughs> exactly, like, right? Pass the pussy to the left hand side. Exactly. So, and he listen. Yeah. Um, I am not a fan of the Second City Inc. people that are in Atlanta. Thank you. Oh. They are I, I like Fly. I like Fly, and I can't think of the dude's name with the dreads. He's a little cutie, too. I like Fly, and I like him, but the ones that are in Atlanta are insufferable, miserable, and jealous as fuck. And just flat-out unlikable. Bozo. Yeah, especially Jess. And Jess, I'm not surprised Jess is unlikable because most UK people are disgusting like that. Like they make people from New York seem like super fucking friendly. Oof. She is loud. She's abrasive. She's rude. She got a terrible sense of humor. She don't know when to shut the fuck up. She don't, you know what I'm saying? And, and, oh, what did Kitty do for black ink? We know what the fuck Kitty did for black ink, even outside of messing with C's. But my question is, what are you doing for sick and city ink? I mean, because listen, let me say, yeah, this is the one thing that stuck out to me. It's the one big note I had. You are so unimportant to Charmaine that she has been leaning on Ryan to get shit done for Second City Inc. Mm. She had Ryan. not, she had <laughs> not even talked to y'all and let y'all know her mom had passed away. She sent Ryan. She yeah. has not felt comfortable putting paperwork in just hands to complete and to make sure stuff is getting done with the shop. Your position in that shop is not nearly what you think it is. Not even close. Yeah. And the fact that you think your position is what is much higher than what it is to the point that you don't even know that Charmaine is not giving you paperwork and not hand like you are in that shop, not handling business and don't even realize it. That's the crazy part to me, because if I'm shop manager in my mind, I'm thinking I got shit to sign. I got forms to sign. We got deliveries coming. We got to keep ink stocked. You know what I'm saying? You doing administrative work. That's all you are as an admin girl. Exactly. And the fact that like when Charmaine, she said it's big shit that hasn't been done. There's not a website yet. This, then the third, you claim it to be some almighty businesswoman in the tattoo industry. And you have yet to go to Charmaine and say, Hey, I, I noticed the website is not done. What can I do to make sure that that gets handled? You yeah. know what I'm saying? What do you need me to do while you're down here taking care of you, the baby and being here for your dad? What can I, what needs to be done at the shop that I can take care of? 
Like the mm-hmm. fact that you haven't said that and you down here trying to party and kick it, it just lets me know a lot about where you stand in that shop. And this was just a TV opportunity for you. Like, like we said, initially you were being mm-hmm. opportunistic. You are no, you're not a partner in that shop. You and you and uh, Charmaine are not business partners. You work for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's only one boss. And that's Charmaine. That she will, she's going to let you know in this upcoming episode. Absolutely. Which brings me to when they all went to Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. Jess has thrown so much dirt on Ryan's name to turn around and try to show him them pancake ass titties. Raggedy ass desperate ass when brian said i ain't trying to see no buckingham titties i laughed <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> i laughed i i did i i howled and i was just sitting there she was like just doing this, the fucking most doing the fucking most being a professional but yet you feel like you're so much better a representation of what the t- what tattooing looks like than nine mag but you got your titties out in front of a rival shop uh, owner. The same ri- the same owner you've been throwing your dirt on. And he and Ryan was not impressed. He was like, wow, she wilding. Yeah, I mean, why would he be? He got Kitty. She- he came from Rachel. I mean, you know, he got a little blip on his record with Kat. But, you know, the, tr- the truth of the matter is just you are not really even on his radar. At all. You goofy as fuck you opportunistic and i'm like why would you even think he want to see your titties after the business dealings that y'all have had mm. yeah because the north remembers you were supposed to be a nine mag yeah and you chose second city so you could be on tv and they offered you enough where you even like candace said last episode are in the opening shots and in the opening credits like you are part of the big five of the show now but all I see is that you are a stupid ass individual. You are an idiot. Yeah. Why would you even be getting that loose in front of your employees? Like, yeah, y'all there to have a good time, but you still got to have some kind of professional decorum when you are around employees and let you tell it. These are supposed to be your subordinates, but what we see is they're your coworkers. Yeah. Yep. All right. Y'all all answering phones together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Second City Call Center, like you know, what I'm saying, like it ain't, it's not what you're trying to make it seem. And so I, I, that's what confuses me about her. I'm not confused. She a bozo, like especially when you got on those same um, subordinate slash coworkers about drinking and carrying on. Look, like three or two episodes ago. So it's like, is Uchi Wallet or one mic? Yes. Listen, you doing the stuff that we usually get on Charmaine for doing, yeah. right? You ain't no better, right? Nope. Sit them so there trying Kitty, to slide that little. Ew. Never mind. Let me not say that. That little the beans, little baked beans, little beans ass and toast pussy. ass titties. <laughs> 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 a little crumpet ass <laughs> pussy. <laughs> 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 get that fuck. Get the them fuck little dumplings. Get the fuck off. Uh, get the fuck, fuck out of here. here. Probably smelling like fish and chips. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like, Ain't nobody trying to play with your tea bags, girl. Get the fuck up out of here. Nobody. Goddamn God pond water ass titties, girl. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. 
Get uh, get the fuck on, mate. Fuck you. Don't <laughs> you? Okay. <laughs> and Kitty accepted the job. Yes. Right. So the thing that irritated me about this is they've been putting a whole, whole, whole lot of stank on the on trying to say that Kitty is not nice or what what were they saying kitty is she stuck uh, up and she stuck up and all this so let's go one by one first of all dre and you know i already don't like you bitch but (laughs) for you to sit up there and say she had bad energy and da 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 because she didn't want to hug you when y'all first met she don't know you at a funeral no less at a funeral and then y'all are so stupid you don't even realize she's at a funeral for her friend whose mom just passed when her mom just passed months ago mere months ago yep that's how much of a bozo you are you and jess both and the little gay dude, I'm not giving him too much because he he don't really say anything. Like he in the conversation, but he is very clamp mouth. Like he he'll get it started, but he don't really say anything bad. And it's like on the one hand I get it, but on the other hand, I feel like that's cowardly. Like either you're yep. gonna be in the shit or you're gonna remove yourself from that shit. The fact say that Say it with your there, chest or shut up. Okay. Right. Say it with your Louboutins or, or, or shut the fuck up. Correct. So I ain't like that shit. And that's why your skin breaking out now because <laughs> you being trash. Okay, you up here looking yeah. like Alex. Mm. 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 I mean, it might be something going around because Don's skin looking trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, the, Kenya, like, the Kenya outbreak. Listen. Mm. And then I will say, though, when Kitty sat down with Charmaine and she delivered the report and was talking about cracking the whip and this, that, and the third, and it was like... Not to be funny, but you couldn't even crack the whip at Black Ink, New York. Yeah, she put a lot of stank on it. And you put, yeah, you put a lot on it. And for you to have turned around and fucked your boss, you really should have shut, like, you didn't have to tell Charmaine about what happened on Bourbon Street. That was some jealousy shit. Like, that was laced in jealousy because she she did that to Ryan. If she had did that to anybody else, you wouldn't have said shit to Charmaine. Nope. That was you being territorial. And Charmaine clocked it too. Like, I don't know why she got it out for Jess, but all right. Yeah. It it shouldn't have been that deep. Not when you was fucking on your own when your your old boss and ultimately you got fired for fucking on his acquaintance. Even though you hadn't even fucked him yet. But still, right. you she did a lot. I'm interested in seeing what will go down. In the previews for next week, we see Jess and Charmaine getting into it. Mm-hmm. And again, Charmaine's toxic side finally rears his ugly head where she tells Jess she could do what the fuck she want. And if she don't like it, she could get gone. Sounding, uh, like, sounding like Ryan. How, you, you beat me to it. I was just about to say, it's interesting how the Ryan Henry is jumping out in your own shop, Charmaine. Mm. But you swore Ryan was the devil for doing the same thing. Mm. I'm yep. just saying. When I saw I that, I was saying, like, but well, I'm saying. Is, when I saw that, I was like, hmm. Well, this and is going to be interesting. Let me tell you something. Jess, you are an idiot. Because the <laughs> fact that it came all the way to this for you to realize that you are not that deal in that shop. Like, no kind of self-awareness. Like, what are you even doing in the shop? Nothing. For no, you to not realize you don't have the responsibilities that you think you do. Shit, the only thing she done done in the shop is keep fly from beating that light skinned nigga ass. That's the only thing she done done this whole season. 
and talk shit. Yeah. You done talk shit about everybody and their damn mama and ain't got nothing. You we ain't seen you do nothing nan tattoo. Nope. We ain't seen you manage anybody. Nope. You tapping people on the shoulder that don't need to be tapped on the shoulder when you should have broke out your pen and tapped Dre on the shoulder when she did that shitty ass night wolf tattoo. <laughs> which I ain't yeah. forgot. <laughs> the North remembers. The North show do remember. Okay. The wolves of Winterfell deserve better. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve better representation than that. Listen, ass. we stand die wolves, not trash wolves. Then you talking all that shit while y'all eating oysters and shit. Girl, shut the fuck up. You ain't even proving your damn self. You you one and one in the tattoo game from what we can see. Mm. Uh-huh. The motherfuckers who do the least amount of shit got the most shit to say. I'll never understand it. And the and again, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, so if Ryan came in as Charmaine's spokesperson, Jess, you should have been on alert then. Like, how stupid can you be? Well, I guess very. I was yeah. about to say. Because I just, like, that. I would be very embarrassed if I tried to show my titties to the nigga that I talk shit about, only for him to be like, mm, I wish I had more hands so I could get them titties four <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and your titties, girl. <laughs> Don't nobody want this shit. Only, only for the nigga to go, go in a hotel with Kitty and get some real titties. Listen, yep. you the bitches of Duchess. Shut the <laughs> the bitches of Duchess. I'm sorry, the Duchess of bitches. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> the Duchess of bitches. <laughs> girl fuck you Those sorry Forever. ass titties of Sussex girl fuck you <laughs> bye Curtis that's the show title yeah, yeah. sad sorry ass titties ass, sorry ass titties of Sussex <laughs> the sadness of Sussex okay girl mm 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 the but monarch of it. bad memories, like girl, get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, because this nigga finna get on the road. This nigga finna get on the tangent. <laughs> I don't like her. At all. <laughs> what the about the nigga just blatant out and just went on a hold? Everything I can think of, girl. Fuck you. Everything, and I'm here yeah. for it. I'm fucking mm. here for it. The most underwhelming, underwire of all time, girl. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Girl. Listen. Like, you ain't Listen. even all that. You ain't even fine. Girl, shut the fuck up. She really, she kind of look like mad. a beaver in the face. She do look She like definitely do. She definitely do. Like, y'all remember that cartoon, like, the Angry Beavers? I was yes, just about to that's say. That's what I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> Teeth the same and everything. <laughs> Bitch, go be yeah. and leave us the fuck alone. Real the damn. Okay. Cause you got titties of the damned on your chin. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it <is>. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, T virus ass titties, girl. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> no thanks. Mm. Do not like. Ass. Do not like. Mm. Mm. Ooh, mm. Smelling mm. like fish water. Mm. Listen. Mm-hmm. Well, I think well, that's an episode. Um, we'll be back next week. I think with the same lineup. I don't think we have a fourth show in mind just yet. 
Uh-uh, we um, don't. I can't think of anything that's getting ready to premiere, but we'll, you know, we'll check. And if something's getting ready to premiere, you know, let us know, tweet us or, you know, jump in the um, Instagram comments or something like that. But yeah, I think we're done. So y'all got anything before we get up out of here? Uh, no, not at all. Make sure you go subscribe to the Patreon. Yes. The support matters. It'll put us in a position to keep growing the network, bringing on new shows. Yep. And, you know, just another plug. Like Candace said earlier in the show, if you are missing us covering Love and Hip Hop, New York and Miami, Jeremy and Candace will be covering that or are covering it, I should say, on the Patreon. Uh, the show is called Ratchet Reloaded. You should have seen the fire cover art that uh, Candace did for it. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, they have a new episode dropping this Friday. Yeah. So you got time to jump on the Patreon. It's only $5 a month. Listen to the first episode and be ready for the next one that comes out. Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week.